Salutations and welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week we're recording live from the Parents Farmhouse discussing the 2013 franchise spawning horror film The Conjuring. This film was directed by James Wan and written by Chad and Carrie Hayes. This film stars Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor play Roger and Carolyn Perrin. This movie also launched The Conjuring Universe, which is eight movies strong and still growing. What did you guys think of The Conjuring the first time you saw it? I loved it. I did too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought agree. it was real good. It was different, but kind of the same. Yeah. Like, a new take almost. Or like, a, I don't know how to explain it. If you could feel that it was like a new era, I right, think, when right. it came out. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's 100% right. Whenever I watched it, I remember thinking like, not that we were in a slump as far as horror went, but it felt kind of almost like the resurgence of good horror. Right, yeah, right. I, to- I totally like agree. Like you could tell this is going to, if this works, mm-hmm. it's going to go somewhere. Well, yeah. the Ed and Lorraine Warren are such fertile ground Dude, that it's yeah. like, oh, what if they made a movie about so this or cases. about that? Yeah. I will say, watching the first film, I was like, you know, they will make sequels, I'm right, sure. Right, right. I never anticipated that it would grow into what it became. An entire, yeah. an entire universe? Cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah, me neither. It's kind of insane. And when you watch it, you're like, like you said, you know, you can have film after film of Ed and Lorraine Warren, but all these spinoffs, you know, yeah. without them. It yeah. Was kind of, it wasn't anticipated for me anyway. I wonder if Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga were like, Hell yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Like, of course we'll job do security. Yeah. No, yeah. And the thing about them, honestly, they're the anchor for the entire franchise. Oh, I, I totally yeah. agree. I love them. They've got amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Wilson, to me, is like the most sincere actor working today. Like, I believe everything he says. No, he is fantastic. <laughs> like, in everything, everything I see him in. In everything. He's so good. I think the thing that kind of set The Conjuring apart was that it was its own thing, but it also pays homage to a bunch of really good horror films from the past. I noticed that too. Without like ripping on them completely. There are a couple scenes where I'm like, wow, that is really reminiscent of The Exorcist. Yeah. And I think that comes with James Wan. Right. He's such a skilled director. He knows how to take horror conventions and use them and twist them without them being cliche or without them straight ripped off exactly because like we've talked about in a few episodes previous very fine line between homage and rip off yeah Yeah. and you gotta know how to toe that line and that line gets crossed a lot in new horror films like it's like I'm sure we'll cover it at some point but a film (laughs) that T and I rewatched recently from when we were younger Hmm. and we were like this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh yes with with new makeup on yeah that ruins it for your audience because you're either like oh man that's just like blank that's awesome yeah. or hey that's just like blank yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know very fine line we were like the second one <laughs> yeah exactly and james wan knows what he's doing yeah so it, it works no yeah now before we cast this film back to hell we would like to issue a warning for spoilers Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast and in thoroughly discussing horror films we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two if you don't wish to be spoiled please go watch the film then come back and enjoy the show If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's wind this thing up. So the movie opens in 1968 and the Warrens are investigating the Annabelle case. It's two nurses and apparently they were told that the spirit of a 
friendly dead seven-year-old named Annabelle was trying to inhabit the doll. So they're like, oh, be my guest. Like, get in there. Not a good idea. First of all, I Never. thought it was a little ridiculous that they're like, we're nurses. We help people. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we let a demon inhabit a doll. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I hate the bangs on that toy. On I Annabelle. Hate- I hate the I, toy. Yeah, I don't like yeah. how she looks at I, all. I, I think it bothers me because... She looks scary? Yeah. I <laughs> like, would never, who would dude, want that doll? The thing is, is that in real life, the real Annabelle doll, I'm sure as you both know, no, it's, like a yeah. it's a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. And so when they made the movie and they make this doll that's like, oh, there's clearly a demon living in that. No, yeah. Nobody's going to pick that doll up no. and take it I, home, keep it. I do think it would have been a little scarier. If it, I mean, it probably would have looked silly at first. But there could have been a way to make just that plain Raggedy Ann doll. I was going to say if they kept the Raggedy Ann doll. I was thinking about how not scary Chucky was in Child's Play at the start. At the beginning, yeah. It looked like a little kid's doll and then through the film it just deteriorates. Because what's scary about something that looks scary acting scary? No, you're like, you're supposed to be disarmed. Should have known it. But no, that, so that's always bothered me. And they never, even in the spinoffs, it yeah. still looks creepy when the doll is fresh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Who just, made this? Yeah, Who is this for? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, the doll always looks like that one. Yeah. yeah. I don't like, get that's it. That's the way it was made? Yeah, it, all, it? It, was, it was always terrifying. Yeah. So I guess they're like, yeah, no, go ahead. Get in there. And they start getting all these notes that say, miss me? Question mark on them. No. Annabelle starts yeah, no. <laughs> Annabelle starts moving on her own and we know the notes are are from Annabelle because when they come home one night the crayons are still in her little plastic hand. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. But. Well, you're giving yourself away. You're not really Yeah. But she's written miss me, miss me, miss me, miss me all over the walls in this crayon. Well you can miss me with that shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so one of the nurses is like fuck this, and throws her in the dumpster. She's the only one thinking straight. Yeah. I would have at least thrown it in the dumpster. I'm coming home from work. I guess I'm tired. I'll throw it. My mind, you burn that shit. Yeah. You fucking, like, yeah, you no, get rid of fire. it. Period. 100%. So, of course, later that night, there's banging on the apartment door. Annabelle's back. I guess they call the Warrens, and right. they're like, you know, help us. So the Warrens are basically like, you got got. Like, yeah. there's no Annabelle. Um, this thing was not a friendly spirit. It was never human. It's demonic, and its intention is to possess you. And they got <laughs> egg on their face have to work now. its way up, like climbing the company ladder? Doll. All right, I'll start with the doll. Maybe a pet, mm-hmm. a child. Then now then you might be ready nurse. for the nurses. <laughs> <laughs> Every demon knows. It's the hierarchy. Yeah. So this scene ends, and I guess we're watching this interview on a film reel while the Warrens are speaking at a university. Which I will say, there was no camera present. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And this was a really, because Ed's like, well, we had the house blessed and we had the occupants blessed. Like, that would have been more interesting to watch than the nurse is like, and it said it was a seven-year-old. Like, that, that, (laughs) yeah. but. And also, uh, hi, were the flashbacks part of the Warrens film? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, you know, I didn't even think of that. Like, they went and filmed reenactments. The students are like, damn, this is really They're well made. Thorough. <laughs> but one of the kids is like, where is she now? And they're like, oh, she's in a safe place. I, I had a question about that because the guy goes in the audience. He's like, what are you guys? What do people call you? Why are you here? Why? Yeah. <laughs> did you read the brochure? Like, what? why did you come here if you didn't oh, know? Shit. And also, they miss an opportunity to give themselves a badass nickname. They're like, oh, we're Ed, Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine Warren. Warren. And, it's like, aw. Nah, man. 
could have been like, oh, we're the ghost fighters. Or, you, know? <laughs> you know? We're the demon squad. We're the demon's worst nightmare. <laughs> Cut a wrestling promo. Get some t-shirts made. Exactly. It would have been so cool if my university had events like this, though. Man. I would have gone to every one. I would, yeah. too. That you know? would be badass. So then we get this scroll of words kind of basically stating Ed and Lorraine's history and that they're demonologists and whatnot. And then we get the five words that make any horror movie 10 times scarier based on a true story. Now, I will say those five words have the opposite effect for me. (laughs) It bothers me because it's like, oh, so you made it up. Because based on a true story is, look... If the story is me there going... There was a man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I was just about to say, I go to the store and the story is just me flying and fucking, you know, no, that didn't happen. But if I end up at the store, it's based on a true story. I mean, I get what you're saying, but and like, there's always like a little kernel of truth, like in the movie, The Strangers. Right. That didn't necessarily happen, there but was it's loosely house. based yeah, on a scary thing that happened. <laughs> but these are stories that the Warrens did claim to happen. Right. Now... Okay, I'm not a skeptic, but I have a high bar. And from the stories that I've heard about the Warrens, Lorraine Warren seems like a very nice human being. Yeah. But that Ed. (laughs) I was going to say, and Ed. (laughs) Well, the thing I heard, I read a lot about the Amityville haunting because Uh they also had a lot of hands in that as well. Right. And from what I was led to believe, a lot of it is inaccurate. And there are also reports that Ed spoke to the owners of the house and he was like, no, say this happened at this time and this happened here. We can sell a book. We can sell a movie. He was like, you know how many movie tickets you're going to sell in 2013? I have heard that. And that's upsetting. No, that's super upsetting. Now, Lorraine Warren and members of the Perrin family were consultants for this film. Yeah. So it's going to err on the side of, of course, all of this happened. And the Warrens were amazing, right? right? Because they were consultants. And to their credit, I love the version of the Warrens that they put I was, in this film. I was about yeah, to say that, no. you know, obviously the real people are going to have their flaws or of whatever. Course. But I love the characters no. of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Modern horror. These are some of my favorite characters, yeah. Ed and Lorraine and, Warren. And rightfully so, yes. I think. I do have to say, The Conjuring as a title. Nothing is conjured in this film. I read on IMDb that the original title was supposed to be The Warren Files. Yeah. Which I, I like that in terms like of... sounds like a show on ID channel. It does. <laughs> I think it would have been cooler because the spinoffs would have just been easily implemented. True. You know, The Warren Files, Annabelle. The Warren Files... It's a subtitle. Uh, the infield now. haunting. You know, I it's like funny that a lot more because I never realized that the title of this movie didn't fit until you said that. <laughs> no, like, I just accepted it at face value. You're like, well, what did they conjure? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't hear what you said. I feel like you're talking a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to note that I love the visual of the title of this movie, like yeah. the too. font and the design and the color. I think it looks really cool. I don't. I mean. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I don't really, I don't know if that would have worked for me. Hmm. The Warren Warren Files? Files? Yeah, I don't know. It almost sounds like a Scooby-Doo game type. That might be be why they didn't. It it sounds better for a TV show. No, yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a TV show. I'll give you that. But it makes more sense than The Conjuring. It does. No, it does, but... I don't know. It just sounds a little cooler. The Conjuring. It sounds more intense. No, it definitely sounds cooler. Have you seen The Warren Files? like... Like, what? what is that? Yeah, Sounds what like a documentary. Have I yeah, read no, the Warren yeah, Files? Yeah. 
I do like the music at the opening as well. Yes. Actually, the music throughout, this is some really good horror music. The same composer that did Insidious as well. Oh, man. Joseph Bashara. Right. Yeah. Talk about music. That music's frightening. Good Lord. No, yeah, that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we come back to the film and we're in Harrisville, Rhode Island, and now it is 1971. The Perrin family is moving into a farmhouse and... My first impression is, wow, they have a shit ton of kids. Yeah, five kids. Five daughters. Yeah. I love all my daughters, but that's a lot. That's a lot. And a wife? That's a lot. Like, that's a whole lot. And time of the season is playing over them moving in, which is yes, I dug that pretty, a lot. Pretty nice. But before they even come in the house, the dog is not down for it. No. Yeah. And the dog's no. a girl too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, shit. That's right. Or Ron Livingston, yeah. man. Uh, a little bit of a horror cliche. Animals know. There yeah. are uh, several horror cliches in this movie. Right. To me. I don't know if it's a send up. Like if it's like, Again, uh, you know, yeah. a tribute. Yeah. He He's such a skilled director, you know. And speaking of skill in that scene you're talking about with time of the season playing. Yeah. I love that sweeping shot. I have that in house. my notes. Yeah. It's incredible. It's following one of the daughters from outside the front of the house. Right, right. Through the house. She goes under the couch. To the back. Yeah. yeah to uh, she's hanging up a wind chime in the backyard and it's. Yeah. It looks really there's a couple camera angles and and movements in this no, movie yeah. that I'm like as I'm watching it I'm like damn that looked cool. And then right after that shot you get the cool like 70s zoom to the other daughter that's yes. sitting at the tree. Yeah. I love that too. It's it's like it's made in that time. Yeah. That's what I, conventions they're using. I do like and I wasn't going to say anything until later but I mean I guess it's not anything that spoils anything. But you mentioned like horror clichés and all that. Right. I'm glad that the dad isn't the macho guy yes he actually tells them thank you you know for helping thank you whatever he's like a dad like we we didn't need you yeah he's concerned he's way too because if it was any other movie was like oh fuck that ghost it's not true (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know what i mean shut up wife we're not haunted no he's like like, like, what no (laughs) yeah he's he's with them no i totally agree with you i'm glad that they didn't use the macho dad or the whatever that would have been too easy yeah too much yeah yeah, it would have been an easy way to just make mm-hmm. him, yeah. oh, he's stupid, you know yeah. what I mean? But they made him an actual father, mm-hmm. like a like a person. He's a real person. He cares yeah. about his family. He gives a shit. He's thankful. He's a hard worker. Yeah. yeah, he's working. No, you're he's totally trying, right. You know? And Ron Livingston plays very well. I love yeah. Ron he's Livingston. He's a very likable kind no, of a guy. Yeah. Yes. So as you said, the daughter is sitting at the tree. This is April. She's the youngest daughter. We'll kind of introduce the daughters as we go because I was a little confused at first because Uh there are so many of them. (laughs) April's the youngest. She's sitting under the tree and she's holding an old ass haunted looking (laughs) music box. Yeah. Like if I saw my kid with that, I'd be like, where the fuck? Like, No, you'd be adding that to the burn pile with Annabelle. Burn pile. Yes. So later on, the girls are playing kind of their version of hide and seek right called hide and clap mm-hmm. so the seeker is blindfolded and i guess can call for the hiders to clap so the seeker can track them from right. listening i honestly think it's a cool idea because it's a game i've never heard of yeah, yeah. It, it kind of makes it its own thing in the movie and there's a payoff for yes. it which yeah. is don't set something up if there's not going to be a definitely payoff. there's no point so um Christine, as they're playing, this is uh, the daughter's played by Joey King. I like Joey King a lot. Um, She is the seeker. 
And she finds her sister Nancy, who's played by Haley McFarland, in kind of this closet thing. So uh, she finds her and she kind of jumps on her and a hole breaks in the wall Uh behind Nancy. So Roger comes in and kind of investigates and it's not a wall in a closet. It's the door of a cellar. And Roger goes down and there's an old piano and just some random shit. And he tells the girls that they're not allowed to go down there. To me, there's no good reason. I literally wrote no good reason in all caps. (laughs) Mine is in caps as well. There's no good reason for the cellar to be boarded up. No. And Carolyn, as they're walking away, she goes, I wonder why it was boarded up. Yeah. There is nothing that could have happened down there to be like, man, we had a lot of fun in that cellar. Let's board it up. (laughs) Never again. It makes no sense. And there's still shit down there. It's just creepy. Tons of stuff. Just really, really creepy. The set designer went insane with the cobwebs. Yeah. And And that match stayed lit for a long time. (laughs) It did. It really did. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because they set that up earlier because they get a very, very specific shot of Roger leaving the matches on the steps oh, to the cellar. Yeah. Right. I'm ve- I caught that this time. I never caught that before, but that's it's very a, important later. That's very smart of them to do. Yes, I agree. But um I think we're just going to go ahead and call this boarded up cellar red flag number 1. Yes. That's <laughs> very fair. That night the parents are going to bed and they're talking about how Sadie the dog has kind of been bothered all day. And they're looking down at the window and this dog is fucking pissed. He's barking directly at the window. He's like, get out! Get out! He's trying to warn them. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, nah. No, it's just a dog. She'll be fine, yeah. The next morning they wake up and Carolyn has this like huge ugly bruise on her shin. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I would feel like, you know, you're moving, you get, I mean, I get random bruises all the time. I guess that's not necessarily. It's not a red flag. Because I feel like at the beginnings of these movies, I'm like, I would have moved out then. I would have moved out then. I would have right, moved, right. Like, you know. <laughs> that one, not You know, it's, an, no, it's, yeah. it's innocuous. Plus, like you Inoc- said, they were moving. It's innocuous. Yeah. Uh. So she has this bruise on her shin. She's going through the house and all the girls are complaining about it being so cold. And the oldest, Andrea, says that her room smells like something died, but then it went away. Yeah. She's just farting at night. Yeah. She's right. just farting in her sleep. We all do it. We all go to we all go to bed bloated, wake up with a six pack. It happens. <laughs> all right. Andrea's like, man, this stinks. <laughs> Andrea's actually the daughter that I believe wrote the book the, oh, about okay. this case. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So Carolyn goes downstairs and she notices that the grandfather clock has stopped at 307. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger's down in the cellar and he's trying to get stuff cleaned up. And Carolyn goes down there and talks to him for a minute. But she comes back up to the kitchen and the clock in there has also stopped at 307. I watched this video from the Paranormal Scholar today. Uh huh. And she had said that in the real case, clocks would stop at 515. If that's true, hmm. I wonder why they changed it to 307 for the movie. I guess three o'clock is the witching hour, but so the it 07, makes it more creepy. Well, I guess. would the seven be mocking God? God, maybe like the Holy Trinity at the three and then the seven as the holy number. Maybe eh, that's creep. That's creepy. it. Sounds creepier yeah. than five. Whatever. Yeah, five right. Like you sure your alarm just didn't go off? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to get up for work. Yeah, the clock didn't it's stop. Just trying to make you late for work. Exactly. Yeah, that's not scary. That's just inconvenient. Yeah. Um, but I'm counting the clock stopping as more red flags. Oh, right. Because I would have been very disturbed and by that. And at the same time, it's not like they're all, yes, you know. I would have been really disturbed so by that. So red flag number two. So April goes outside and 
Sadie's just dead. <laughs> oh, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I'm going to count as another red flag. But <laughs> they never say like it never comes up again how the dog died. No. They never talk about it. And they don't even really close in on it. You just kind of see the dog from kind of a far shot and they come up to her and Roger goes down to tend to her. But no, we don't know what happened. We just know that Sadie was freaking out last night and this morning she's Why dead. the dog, though? I don't Why know. Because the, the, the <laughs> demon was like, that dog's trying to warn right. me. Right, yeah. you're going to fuck shit up, dog. <laughs> you you got I yeah, feel you bad. The dog's go. like, no, 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 they can't, they can't yeah, just pick yeah. dog. It's fine. <laughs> right. They don't understand me. Don't do it. <laughs> right. Too late. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Poor dog. So now we're in the Warrens' home in Monroe, Connecticut. Ed is bringing a reporter into what I call his goodie room. See, what's it really called? I believe at this point in time, it's called the Occult Museum. Okay. It's yeah. an amazing room that I would love to visit. Oh, that, oh no, no, that would yeah. be really like, cool. That would be so cool. Um, you can't visit it, though. I believe we read earlier that they only have virtual tours, which yeah, would be cool enough, I guess but that, I'd love it, to yeah, go It would there. be cool, but it wouldn't be but, as cool. And the thing is, is how, how can you trust tourists to go in there and not fuck with everything? No, That's yeah. true. One That's of the, probably why... One of the major things in the film that Ed is saying to the reporter is don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. People would be taking things. They would, oh, for sure. Oh, no, you know? yeah. You so, know somebody would try to people, pocket something. Yeah, people uh, suck. Uh, or fuck with it or be like, I touched Annabelle or yeah, whatever. Yeah. If they make it home. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like T said, he tells him not to touch anything. Uh, they have a priest come by once a month to bless the whole room. I had something about that. At the start of the movie, they said that Ed Warren is the only like non-Catholic priest or whatever to be considered Included, yeah. as an exorcist right, or whatever. Right. He can do that. He can he can rid a body of possession. But he but can't he bless gotta his get, own. <laughs> I got to get another priest to bless this room. I can't. I, that's above my pay grade. Uh, Inside the Warren's room of future spinoffs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that dude like get a boner when he showed him Annabelle? He was real excited. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he was like asked if they have Annabelle, and Ed's like, "Do I? Yeah. Like, I they, got your Annabelle right there." No. They both seemed real excited about it. I guess that must have been a famous case or something. Yeah, because they said that there were other write-ups as well that weren't as kind. Yeah, so they were hoping this one would be. Uh huh. Right. But then we get to see Annabelle in her case, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And Ed said something interesting here because. I feel like a really easy question to ask is why would you keep this shit yeah, right. instead of destroying it? And he basically says that it would only be destroying the vessel and that it's almost like keeping a genie inside of a bottle, which I was like, okay, he's that's got, interesting. He's got a lot of like Homespun little Dr. Phil yes, in yes. this movie. Um, he's, but he says basically this room is like keeping guns off of the street. Right, like it's, right. It keeps people safe. So the reporter, you know, asks how Lorraine's doing because he's like, well, Father Gordon said. And Ed's like, listen, like <laughs> that happened during an exorcism kind of shuts it down. Right. They leave it vague because you don't yes. really know what happened. No. Something bad but, happened. But this is kind of the first plant that. Yes. OK, it, there was an issue. Yes. Like th this isn't smooth sailing over oh, the demon hunters. Like something no. happened. <laughs> the T-shirts. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, Ed and Lorraine's daughter, Judy, kind of sneaks in and Ed catches her and he's like, you know, you're not allowed in this room, which, of course, is going to make a child like, oh, I guess I shouldn't be curious and I'll never yeah. go inside that room. It was like uh, The Simpsons when Wiggum was like, what is your fascination with my forbidden closet of <laughs> <A> mystery? mystery. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't all understand. the awesome shit in there, that's not, you know. So Ed later tells Lorraine that he thinks that this reporter is going to write. I guess something nice or something flattering. And Lorraine is like, 
I can tell that you're still blaming yourself. But again, we, we don't, don't know, know what anything. happened. Just that something bad right, happened. Right. Back at Rhode Island at the Perrin house, we see Sadie's grave. So there's no ambiguity there. Like that dog is no, dead. Yeah. All of the girls are asleep and something pulls on Christine's leg. And she thinks that it's her sister, Nancy. They share a room. And she's like, Nancy, stop. Which to me was another cliched moment. It is, and it's a bit of a red red flag as well, because yeah. if if I am sharing a room and we're in two separate beds, I feel something pull my leg, and I'm like, hey, stop, and the answer comes from further away than in my leg's vicinity, do- yeah. Yeah. then that's a problem. Oh, yeah. yeah, But she's like, leave me alone and stop farting because it stinks. And again, Nancy's <laughs> like, I'm not, no. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be pissed. I'm like, you're waking me up to tell me to, to stop farting. To accuse me of shit? Yeah. I'm tired. Close your nose if it's that. Yeah. Close your nose. And this is the second mention of stench. Yes. In the house. So downstairs, Roger is asleep at his desk. There's static on the TV, which is always creepy to me. No, yeah. Um, You know, they say the static this is just a dumb throwaway <laughs> thing. Static is, I guess, energy that's still knocking about from the Big Bang. Oh my God. That's what they claim. I don't know how the fuck that makes any I've sense. I've never heard that. But I've heard that and I wanted to share it. And, <laughs> and you did. And, there it is. and that's my book report on <laughs> static. Um, so he hears this thumping and he goes to investigate. And then as he's investigating, there's a thump behind him. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and Andrea is standing on the stairs looking creepy as fuck yeah that's not how you approach your father in the dead of night (laughs) not at all she says that her sister cindy is in her room and she's sleepwalking again they go back upstairs and cindy is rhythmically hitting her head against this big old looking armoire and andrea's room like the narnia one yeah correct (laughs) it's the one elaine got from the soup (laughs) nuts there's still recipes in there yeah man they make it clear that I guess she has a history of sleepwalking, but she's never done this before. Roger stops her banging her head and kind of guides her back to bed. Well, Andrea says, I know you told me not to wake her up. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you don't do that. And then he's like, hey, Honey. come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, that. I noticed that. <laughs> but is that not? I What I thought he was going to do was just pick her up and take her to bed. Yeah. Right, and right. instead he goes, like, come on. He breaks his own rules. Sunny. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I. <laughs> I noticed that too. So the next morning, Roger's telling Carolyn about the sleepwalking as she's getting out of the shower. And we see another huge bruise on her shoulder blade now. Yeah. And Roger's like, God damn, he's, you know, can you go to a doctor, please? (laughs) (laughs) And um, she says she'll go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. And Roger is leaving to go to work. And a bird slams into the house, falls to the ground and dies. And what is that? Oh, it's another red flag. <laughs> so I noticed they've done this before on other movies. They have. Is there, yes. is, like, there a reason behind it? or is it... I don't know, man. That's a good I question. I mean, when you think about it, the symbolism is there as well in that scene in Hereditary. Yeah, Oh, is. yeah. Like, that, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, is this just something I'm too whatever to understand? I don't know. Because they use it a lot. Yeah. yeah just... I feel like Amityville, too. I could be wrong. I think you might be right. No, yeah. But no, it's Kamikaze definitely birds. I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah, no, it's it. definitely oh. been done. So the older girls all leave for school and April is in her room talking and Carolyn opens the door 
further at first we only see april and as she pushes the door open we see that nobody's sitting across from april right and april's like sadie is my best friend but you'll be my friend right and as a mother again you've got me fucked up like i can't (laughs) no so she has the music box that we saw her playing with the, at the beginning. And she says that if you look in the mirror, you can see her friend Rory. And this red flag is special because it has a name. <laughs> Rory? What fuck did you get that name from? <laughs> exactly. Because it's not something that you would think of a kid to make up. Yeah. You know, no. That's like a name, yeah. like somebody's name names. Nope. You don't know anybody mm-hmm. by the name of Rory and no. you're what, five? <laughs> right. the hell? I would think most times it would be tied to something that they've seen on TV. But right. I don't know any character named Rory. <laughs> yeah. I mean the no. Gilmore girls, but that was yeah, <laughs> years I don't think, from now. I don't think yeah. that counts. So Carolyn does it. She takes the music box and she's looking in the mirror, like April said. You see the mirror inside start spinning while the music's playing, and you're kind of waiting to see something, but all you get is a pretty lame boo jump scare from April. Right. right. Well, earlier when the little girl was in the tree looking at it, you see her for a second look, you know, in the mirror and the music box. And right. And she slowly looks behind her as if something's behind her. But it's it's a second. It doesn't it doesn't even and then because she just turns, looks, and turns back. And I didn't even notice that. Like that is subtly horrifying. Yeah. So that's probably her introduction to Rory. Right. Probably. Oh, probably. Yeah. That's who are you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. But, what isn't that weird though? As a kid, you would think they would be scared of something like That's that. That's always yeah. confused me, is that it seems like whenever they talk about paranormal situations. The kids are the ones of the that are the most susceptible to it. Yeah. But they're the ones that, like you said, would be the most yeah, horrified. But they're the most accepting. Because I feel like... And but, animals animals and children. Yeah. But well, the animal doesn't know what's going on. No, so. yeah. <laughs> That's just another guy that lives here, I guess. I don't know. Shit, why is he dressed like yeah. it's 1918? Fuck? I don't know what 1800 right, is. I'm a dog. You, right. you look different than the other humans. Yeah, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Where's my food? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to feed me? Because these yeah, motherfuckers cause... have been gone all day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I did want to see that this scene of a mother and daughter and the daughter being in contact with something paranormal and kind of trying to share it with her mother and it not happening really reminded me of the scene where Reagan is trying to show Very fair. her mom captain howdy with right. the ouija board and he doesn't answer that, that Very fair. really was reminiscent of that to me and if that was purposeful i really think this is a good example of paying homage and not ripping without off. because it wasn't a ouija board no it was you know lesser films would have made it nearly identical to be like look we're doing the exorcist yeah. And, yeah. and james we're Wan's cultured like, we watch Mm-mm. old movies and, no and i'm glad there wasn't a jump scare either because i mean besides you know the little girl right. jumping yeah. out but because when they're doing it in The Exorcist, they pull the little thing away from her, from mm-hmm. the mom when she tries to grab it. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't like the box shut right? or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just it was complete just, yeah, rip it was off. Just... No, it's enough to be unnerving, but it's not too much at this right. point. And I will say, um, just very quickly on the subject of jump scares, a jump scare is fine as long as it leads to something more. Agreed. You no, know, yeah, if, if yeah. it's a cat jumping across a roof of a car... That's not scary. Fuck off. If yeah. that's to the audience, that's not in service of the film. Yeah. But if it's... It's cheap. You know, I'm thankful because the jump scares in this movie, they aren't tied to those like music stings. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I'm just scared because it no, was yeah. loud. I'm scared because 
I got startled. Exactly. Not yeah. because it's, it's scary. Not scary. Yeah. Uh, so April wants to play hide and clap. So Carolyn starts playing with her. I do notice that as they're playing, the clock downstairs starts chiming. It does. I also notice that hide and clap should not be played on anything but the ground floor. Agreed. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's just a bad idea. That's rule one. Yeah. Uh-uh. But I I don't know if this means the clock started moving again because it was stuck. Right. Yeah, it was. But I don't know. I just noticed it. Uh, <laughs> so she's looking for April. She's the seeker. So she's blindfolded and they're doing the claps or whatever. And she goes into Andrea's room and the armoire opens on its own. Obviously, she can't see it because she's blindfolded. Right. So she just thinks her kid sucks at hiding. Yeah. <laughs> which kids kids suck at hiding. <laughs> I mean, it's like true to life. It wouldn't yeah, be. No. That would literally be happening. It wouldn't. You know, that's not out of the norm. Mm-hmm. So hands come out of the clothing hanging up and clap. And, you know, you're like, oh, it looks creepy. But, you know, it's the kid, obviously. Yeah. Carolyn goes over and she's like, I can hear you breathing. Yeah. But the breathing is like. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Does April have like a respiratory infection? It's like, oh, that's how my daughter breathes. No, it is not. I don't think so. Um, She thinks she catches her. But of course, there's no one inside the armoire. And uh, April was hiding in another room. So I think that that scene was pretty effective. Pretty creepy. And it forwards that hide and clap situation. Yes. Kind of, it's rising each time they play it, something more. Yeah. And it's just, it's very effective. Definitely. As a device for this film. Yeah. So that night, Roger's on the phone with work, and I guess there's been some kind of issues. I don't know. Is he a truck driver? I believe so. Yeah. Because you can see his His big rig. Yeah. Yeah. But he's saying something about getting an appropriate route for what he's getting paid. I don't really, I don't know. I think what I'm confused about is they made this big move to this house in a different state, but they weren't sure about about work. work. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) from what I'm taking it as he's getting paid to haul stuff and I'm guessing they're only wanting to pay him half. Of the rate what he normally charges. Yeah, because he did so, make a comment about yeah, not so getting I'm a guessing maybe yeah. when they moved, it was like, look, we'll get you a whole new route. You'll still make the same money. And then now they're giving him something else. Like, we can't pay you what we told you for this route. After maybe. He, that yeah. would, make, all in. That would yeah. make more sense. So I guess he takes a new route that's starting tomorrow. And... I think he said he'll be gone for a week. Right. Yeah, he said to Florida. Yeah. Dude, Rhode Island to Florida and back. Yikes. God damn. Yeah. I didn't even, that didn't uh, even click. Yeah. So Christine is asleep and her leg is pulled again. And she's like, damn it, Nancy, like, stop. You put your feet under the covers. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. That's the kryptonite. Uh, right? uh, <laughs> so it happens again and she's almost completely yanked off the bed. Mm-hmm. And she fully wakes up and she sees that it's not Nancy doing it. So she looks under her bed, brave ass kid. Because oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I would sit no. up and just start screaming until someone came in to help me. <laughs> I, as as an adult, no, I, 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 
I probably would have just been like, this isn't real. I'm not. Go back to sleep. Yeah. Uh, I would have immediately tried to wake up my sister. Yeah. I'd oh, be like, no, I'm not yeah, dealing with this yeah. alone. Absolutely right. not. I'm sorry Turn to bring you into lamp. my nightmare, but. <laughs> Get up. But good morning. Yeah. yeah. So she's looking under the bed and we get this really cool shot, like what I was talking about earlier, where the camera is kind of upside down because she's upside down right. and it flips back right side yeah, up as she neat. comes back and sits on her bed properly, yeah. which I'm like, damn, that looked cool. Yeah. Like, it just looks cool. So she sits up and she calls Nancy until Nancy wakes up and says that there's someone standing in the shadows behind their door. And the shadows are dark as fuck. You're you like, can't is, see any is there something? Which is always creepy. Like yeah. they, they kind of use that in Hereditary as well, where you don't know if your eyes are seeing something or not. Right. And that's always scary as hell. What's even scarier is her certainty. There is someone, someone is what she says, yeah. which is really scary. Yeah. Um, and she says that it's looking right at them. So Nancy gets up and walks over there and she's like, look, there's nothing here. You know, she probably thinks she's having a bad dream or something. Mm -hmm. But then she starts smelling that smell. Ooh, that smell. (laughs) (laughs) Can't just smell that smell. (laughs) So Christine is like, it's standing right behind you. Nancy turns to look and their door slams shut and the girls start screaming their heads off. The parents go in there and this was odd to me. Roger's trying to comfort Christine. And she's like, he's like, you you had a bad dream. Uh-huh. And Christine's like, no, it talked to me. It says it wants my family dead. <laughs> when did that happen? I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a creepy moment, though. Yeah. But I'm like, when did that happen when the door shut? Like, I don't under. That was while they're weird. screaming. And then Nancy, Nancy didn't hear it. either. No. You know, but it says it once my family dead is never. It's not good. Why never good you, to hear. Why wouldn't you want to leave at this point? Oh yeah. Like if your if shit's already weird, it's and then your off. kids tell you that, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to be like, all right, this this is just bad. It's yeah. you, you haven't seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like, Damn. Yeah, you know, just, even if it's just okay, maybe that's a coincidence, isn't that? But your dog died. Yeah. Yeah. Your like, dog's God, dead. Damn. Something killed your dog. You have no idea. Now, you know what I mean? Your kid's saying some crazy ass shit. Maybe mm-hmm. we should just go somewhere else. Your and, youngest is talking to an invisible friend no, that she yeah. never had before. And even if you don't believe them as far as what she heard, yeah. what closed the door? Yeah. Yeah. Slammed the door. Yeah, more like. So uh, the red flags can rest easy because their king has now arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Back in Connecticut, Ed is leaving and Lorraine's like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to the store to pick up a few things. And she's like, you're fucking lying. (laughs) You've never been able to lie to me. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Okay, uh, Father Gordon wanted to talk about a case. And again, we get more language about how I know you're worried it's going to happen again, but I'm going with you again. We don't really know what happened. Not at all. She says that on their wedding night, he told her God brought us together for a reason. This is the reason we don't do this apart. We do it together. So she's like, I'm going. It turns out the mission was very benign. Yeah, um, I was a little confused about this personally because when you look at like i said at the top about the amityville horror and the rumors of what ed and Lur- ed said <laughs> you're into putting motion, this right? all on well, it <laughs> because that's that's what i read i you know 
um, what Ed set into motion, it's kind of interesting to paint them as attempting to debunk yeah. things before they get involved. Yeah. They're it, at, they're, it seems like a lot of reports say they exaggerated. Just jumped in. Exactly. Yeah. And there were even cases I read that they showed up to to try and be a part of and were turned away. <laughs> they're like, guys, please. Yeah. They're like moths. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get out of the here. The light was on. <laughs> Raccoons in the trash. <laughs> the light was on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're in a random attic with the couple and they're like, oh, this is, this isn't haunted. This it's, happens a lot. Yeah. It's pipes. It's your pipes. And yeah. again, as I said previous, I love this version of Ed and Lorraine. Absolutely. Yeah. They're doing their homework. They're, exactly. Yeah. So back in Rhode Island, Carolyn has another gigantic bruise on her arm. And mm-hmm. she's taking iron deficiency pills for it. So apparently she's been to the doctor and uh, this is what he, the doctor is saying is wrong. She's doing laundry. I'm guessing this is when Roger is on this work expedition right. for the yeah, week Florida. because he's gone. She's doing laundry and she hears the claps like the kids do when they're playing their hide and clap game. So she's like, it is it's bedtime, you know, lay down another relatable parent moment in this. And she goes to check on them and they're asleep. Like they're not playing. Uh-huh. And when she's looking in on them, all the pictures that they have hanging by the stairs fall and completely shatter. And we hear a kid laughing. <laughs> now I don't have any proof of this, but the sound of those pictures shattering might be the loudest sound ever put to I film. I mean, yeah. how are those I kids that too. But how are those kids sleeping through this? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a good point. That's what I, I was think about one of them would have woke up. Yeah. It was Nobody loud does. as hell. Uh. So Carolyn goes downstairs and she's hearing more claps. And of course, it's leading her to the cellar. Mm -hmm. She thinks that someone is down there. I can't even. I think we've already um, established that I am a pussy. But (laughs) But, hey, you know what? I cannot imagine. No, dude. And again, she turns on the lights Mm -hmm. in the rooms. I'm so glad that that was done because you know in any other horror that's movie true, that though. let's walk true. around in the dark very true that's Ghost, totally true there? Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's turning on these lights because she's scared it's yes. fucking and scary and it still makes the scene scary and can, it does. can you imagine the adrenaline that would be pumping through you from just the being startled of all that glass and all the pictures oh, falling especially if oh, you're yeah. alone yes. and your spouse is gone yes. and it's just you and the kids in the house you want to make it even scarier oh, for God. you when you consider what's being used to get her attention, it has to be something or someone that has knowledge of their family game. Oh, my Oh, yeah, because it's using the hide and clap thing <laughs> yeah. to get her attention. Yeah. Oh, man. Which, if I'm her, I'm even more scared. Yeah. That's no. infinitely scary. The kids, yeah. get up. Right? We <laughs> yeah, are we're leaving. We're waiting in the... Right, you're, it's almost a week, yeah, right? Where's, right. Your, where's your dad? <laughs> right, we can we'll wait all outside. sleep in the car somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your dad will find us. <laughs> so she thinks that there's a person down there, and she tells the intruder that she's going to lock him in, and the door to the cellar slams in her face. Uh-huh. She falls against the back wall and completely tumbles down the stairs. When she tumbles down the stairs, she hits her head yeah. on a like a support beam, right? Yeah. And gets back up yeah <laughs> she's invincible <laughs> it's all that adrenaline i'm telling you i'd be out like a light <laughs> they'd find me the next morning yeah. so a ball bounces out kind oh, of into the middle uh, of the cellar bounces out like it's no, being played yeah. with like it yeah. do- it's oh man no <laughs> um she takes the fuck off she runs back up the stairs the light bulb explodes caroline is banging on the door 
and screaming for help. And we hear a kid laugh again. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said earlier, the matches come into play. Yes. She stops screaming when the kid laughs and she starts lighting matches trying to look down the stairs, you know. What the fuck is going on? But it's like they keep getting blown out. Yeah. No, they burn out super no, quick. Yeah. It's super quick. Um, and something whispers, hey, you want to play hide and clap? And then you're expecting something to come at her maybe, but the hands clap right next to her head. It's probably the best moment in the film, it's, I would argue. It's scary as fuck. It's definitely in the top three. Interestingly... I watched this with with subtitles mm-hmm. just because. I did too. I always do. <laughs> On the subtitles, it said, hey, want to play hide and clap? It attributed that to Rory. I think that any child's huh. voice that they... we hear is supposed to be Rory. Right. Yeah. But like, well, she's I mean, scared, that would, dude. What are you doing? That yeah, would make really sense, though. Here. If he's playing with the daughter, then he That's knows. That's true. You know, yeah. he's playing with the little girl. He, he has... She's explaining the games they play That's or really they scary. whatever. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. The ghost does have knowledge of them because the little girl's been the telling The ghost him. knows yeah. firsthand. Yeah. Ah! Hide and clap, huh? Sounds like yeah, fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is this See. what you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> let old Rory have it. <laughs> yeah, let... <laughs> So we get this outside shot of the door shaking of the cellar. Upstairs, Andrea wakes up. (laughs) So the falling (laughs) pictures, the glass breaking, her mother falling down the stairs, screaming and banging on the door. Uh She sleeps through that. Yeah. But Cindy is banging her head on the armoire again. And God damn it, she can't stand it. (laughs) That's like three decibel. Yes. This wakes her up. She goes and she's like, just sleep in my bed. She tries to take her the same way that Roger did. She puts her in her bed and the thumping continues. Andrea goes to the armoire. She looks inside and there's nothing there. Cindy sits up in bed and gasps and looks up. Mm-hmm. So Andrea looks up and there's a whole ass person right. on top of the armoire that pounces on Andrea. It's like a woman in a gown. Yes. I thought it was the sister from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> All right. Zelda, get yeah, out of here. Wrong movie. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Bitch, get back oh over there. Oh, my God. Zelda's it's Maine, so scary. not Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, you took a wrong turn. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, damn it. That is good. <laughs> so Roger comes home now to a house just full of chaos and screaming. Dude, poor Roger. A week on the road yeah. and this is what you come good home to. Good Lord. Jeez. So Carolyn gets out of the cellar and Andrea's upstairs just wrestling with nothing. Yeah. And Roger's like, can somebody tell me what's going on? I'd be like, I can never go anywhere again. No. Yeah. This is like, what happens when I leave. Yeah. <laughs> so in the next scene, it says that they're at the Massachusetts Western University in Wakefield and the Warrens are presenting again at the university. Mm-hmm. And they're showing footage from an exorcism that they were involved in. And they say that the man in the exorcism, Maurice, would later go on to kill himself. They stress that exorcisms are dangerous for everyone involved, not just the person being exorcised. Um, <laughs> you you looked like that was a weird way to say it. It felt like a weird way to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt they're weird. being worked out. Um, it is a workout. <laughs> They then outline the three steps of demonic possession, which are infestation, which is a feeling that something's there, something's not right, Mm -hmm. which we've seen the family go through. Oppression, where the demon will feed off the psychologically weakest person. 
And then, of course, possession when they basically move in. They get all in. Yeah. Um, well, Carolyn is there at the university listening to them speak. And fun fact for this, huh. uh, the real Warren wife, Lorraine, right? Yeah. The actual person is sitting in the front of yeah. the class. When they pan out and then they go to show the mom, yeah. you see her sitting in the front. That is yeah. so That's pretty cool. cool. That's really cool. I didn't know that at all. But Carolyn approaches them in the parking lot and is basically like, there's something going on in my house. I need your help. Like, I don't know what's going on. And Ed is like, nah, son. Like, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, we got dinner at like eight. <laughs> but Lorraine says, yeah, that they'll go. I'm a little torn here because I think, you know, obviously it, it moves everything along and it's great and it needs to happen. Yeah. I feel like they missed an opportunity here because you set it up earlier that a reporter was at the Warrens home interviewing them for a story that was going to be published later. Now, I think it would have been great to have seen that story published and maybe that's how Carolyn found out about that's them. That's a really good point. To even point. go to this university. Instead, all this shit's going down at the house and then suddenly the paths just cross. You're even totally if, right. No, yeah. Even if you just have the paper on the table, you don't have to show her reading it like, oh, the Warrens, huh? Yeah. Like, you don't need but that. But you would, you would have been able to tell she read it. Exactly. You know, because without any payoff, that kind of makes the scene with the reporter just seem like just they're expositional like, for their house ed to be saying yeah these hey, are our, man, we got annabelle our room <laughs> of tricks. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah no you're totally right i never thought of that so they do go to the parents house and everyone is camped out in the living room which makes sense Absolutely. after the last few nights and they're watching the brady bunch which i thought was cute <laughs> you don't see that a lot in horror movies like the kids will stay in their rooms yeah still. they're so like I'm oh like, no fuck that this We're, is smart yes Again, making it a like an actual family. Right. Right. They come inside and Lorraine looks very uncomfortable when she meets Roger. Like physically uncomfortable. Right. And she's also dressed like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so they invite them inside, they introduce them to the girls. Carolyn says that the house is always freezing. They keep smelling rotten meat. Ed says that this is a sign of demonic activity. The door thumps at night. Ed's like, oh, that's mocking the the Holy Trinity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like, we have diarrhea. And Ed's like, that's part of demonic. Uh, no, just kidding. I was like, I, was, I don't remember that. <laughs> everything that they say, Ed's like, oh, no, that's part of it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They talk about. Um, <laughs> I was like, did I space on it? <laughs> birds flying into the house the clock stopping the pictures being knocked down like they lay everything out they go into the cellar and Lorraine is like something horrible happened down here mm -hmm. she looks very upset later they're sitting at a table and Roger explains that they can't move they've just moved here and all right. their money is tied up into the house mm -hmm. Ed sets up his recorder to interview them so I guess upstairs Lorraine is talking to April or in another room she's talking to April and April tells her that her friend Rory is always sad. Mm -hmm. And she gives her the music box and kind of gives her the same instructions that she had given her mom. But Lorraine sees him and he's clearly like an old timey boy. Right. Um, <laughs> he is. Yeah. And again, I know I've said this a few times, but I'm I'm glad they did it like that. He's behind the door. Instead of him just popping up ah, behind her. Yeah, yeah you know, it and wasn't... 
there was none of that. Yeah, I lo- yeah, that's I what because, saying. I mean, it, if that's what he does, why would April want to be friends with him? Right. Like that's it a makes good point. sense. Yeah. It makes sense. In lesser movies, when she saw him, it would be like, yeah. yeah, but no. it wasn't. Lorraine goes outside and sees that somebody is hanging from a tree. And I feel bad for Ed because he's there with her and he's just looking around like, what are you looking what at? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? But you would think working with her so much that he would be, be like, oh, she's seeing What are you her. seeing? Yeah. yeah. So inside, Ed is like, yeah, uh, you guys need an exorcism. Like this, this meets <laughs> the criteria, basically. And Lorraine kind of starts laying out that there is a dark entity here. When she came in the house, it was on Roger's back. Then she saw it with the girls in the living room. Now, personally, this is a cool reveal because she was so noticeably upset when she came in. I think it happened far too soon. Well, it felt like an instant replay of what we just saw 30 yes. seconds ago. So Literally minutes ago. I will, I will agree with that. I mean, maybe later she could be like, I didn't want to say anything. But when I first saw you, I mean... We had that moment of, oh, my God, what's wrong with her? And then, oh, that's what was wrong with her. You know know what it is? is Maybe she doesn't talk about it for a while. Because in the next scene, we do see Ed and Lorraine together. Why didn't we save it for that? Where he's like, what was wrong? Yeah. Why did you look at him like that or something? And then we see that. Yeah. That would have been better. For me, it was just too soon. Because like you said, we literally just saw that happen two minutes ago. And then we even saw the feet of the hanged person. Yes. And then later we see the whole hanged person. It's like, oh. Oh, we knew that already. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be the odd one out here. Okay. okay. I'm glad that they did do it that way. That quickly, though? Well, because here's my thing. Because they do do that a lot, too, though. I should have said something, but there's something that's been following You're, them. Are no. they? And, that's and, true. And, but see, and, they they but, were kind of screwed either way. Yeah. Okay, well, then maybe don't I mean, show I see, the replay. Just say, I when, saw it. Well, no, I, I see what you're saying, and it's I understand. It's nitpicky, but, and I'll admit that it's nitpicky. But, but, but again, like I said... Other horror movies, they use it all the time. You know what I mean? They'll, yeah. well, why didn't you say anything earlier? Well, I didn't feel it was my place or it wasn't time. or And it just happened so much. I feel like at least this way. She said something. Yeah, she said something yeah. right away. It wasn't yeah. a hidden, hey, uh, Ed, can I talk to you over here real quick? There is a fucking demon here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we've got to go. We'll and send the church. You know what I mean? We don't need she, to be a part of this. She's at least coming and being straightforward. Oh, yeah. I. I seen it when I got here and you're right. Maybe we didn't need to see the same thing we seen two minutes ago. Yeah. But and I mean, at least it wasn't, uh, I got bit by the zombie. I, what? Who, yeah, who well, did I what? Know. You know pull, what I mean? Pull your sleeve down. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and honestly, I guess when you think about it, it's kind of a James Wan thing. The reveal replay. He uses it a lot in his films. Not, it's like a signature. I'm not mad about the replay. The I timing. just wish we would have seen it later. The timing was no, off yeah, for me. I, I think that's fair. So they're like, basically, it doesn't matter if you guys move or not. And more of Ed's little homespun <laughs> demonology <laughs> right. wisdom. Yeah. Being haunted is like stepping in gum. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving's not going to do any good. It's on you. Like, basically, you're screwed until you get rid of it. <laughs> they say that basically they need evidence for the church to approve an exorcism and Lorraine thinks this is pertinent because she says there's a presence here that is incredibly hateful and she's worried basically right so back at the Warren house Judy's grandma that is basically raising her I guess Uh. um Lorraine's mom has got them both lockets and Mm. Judy's has pictures of her parents inside of it and they got one for Lorraine that has a picture of Judy inside of it And she's like, I miss you and dad. 
And they're like, well, got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and we're leaving again. <laughs> so Ed tells Lorraine that the interview that they did, Carolyn's voice didn't show up on the tape at all. He plays it back and it's him talking back to her, but she's not. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, which That's is, eerie. is creepy. But Lorraine got a lot of homework done. Well, in the time, it, this is this is the beginning of his interview with Carolyn. So he listened to maybe five seconds of tape. And he's like, oh, shit, check this out. And she's like, well, I've gone to the library. I've interviewed 15 people, previous owners of the house. It's like I have the floor plan of the house. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I actually have the deed to the house. I don't know how they, they just gave it to me. <laughs> No, she got a lot. She got a lot done. She finds out that the house was built in 1863 by Judson Sherman. He married a woman named Bathsheba. Beautiful name for a beautiful (laughs) girl. (laughs) It's quite the fitting name. Oh, yeah. Um, Who she goes out of her way to mention was related to a woman who was accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials. Now, in reality, there's no proof that... Beth Sheba Sherman, because it was a real person, was related to Mary Etsy at all. It's and a weird thing to throw in there. It's a little offensive saying that because now you're like almost saying Mary Etsy actually was a witch. So they got her yeah. and it was the right thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Look at this crazy bitch. That's her cousin. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, you got to weigh that. <laughs> um, so the Shermans had a baby and Bathsheba sacrificed it in front of a fireplace when the baby was seven days old. She then climbs a tree, professes her love to Satan, curses anyone who takes her land, and then hangs herself. Okay, another <laughs> another dose of reality to that. Bathsheba, there was an incident with a child who did pass away, and she was put on trial for it, but then she was acquitted. I also read from the Paranormal Scholar, or I watched the Paranormal Scholar on YouTube. There is also, according to her, no proof that that trial ever took place. Also, (laughs) if they're saying that Bathsheba, after this thing happened with the seven-year-old child, killed herself by hanging, also untrue, because the real Bathsheba lived until the ripe age of her late 70s and died of natural causes. And I don't think she was having babies at the in her late 70s. And I don't think she's professing her love to Satan and at a tree. And climbing trees. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that whole scene is pretty on the nose for yeah. what we're... Like, it's very specific, it's a lot. too. It's, it's about everything lot. you yeah. need. Yes. Oh, so she was a witch. Okay. Hmm. They also say that she died at 3.07 a.m., which there's a question answered. There you go. And I think, doesn't Ed say, well, that answers a lot? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Um, later, a woman and her son, Rory, lived there. Rory was lost in the woods, and then his mother killed herself in the cellar. And then a maid there killed herself. Sorry about reality again. I apologize. But um, <laughs> there were also a lot of deaths that happened in the town around that time. And for whatever reason, because of the folklore, the folk tales about the house, they've it's been attributed, attributed to the yeah. house when it was really the entire town. That makes sense. But well, it's based on a true based story. On a based true story. on a true story. I went to the store. <laughs> <laughs> there was a man. Yes. So the tape player turns itself on and starts playing. But instead of Carolyn's voice, we hear all this static and moan mm-hmm. like sounds. And the Warren's clock stops at 307. So it's like, is it here? I guess it. They stepped and go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, interestingly, Bathsheba in the film 
is played by the composer, Joseph Bashar. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just like Insidious, he composed the music for that, and he played the red-faced the, demon. D- yeah. So oh, he's just pulling that's... double duty, playing demons. He's like, yeah, I'll make the music, yeah. but you know what I want. <laughs> All right, you're a demon. <laughs> I want to be the big baddie. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Um, back in Rhode Island, the Warrens come back to the house. I guess they have to go back to get their proof right. to warrant the exorcism. So they have their assistant, I guess, Drew. Oh, what, when they're setting up all the... Yeah. Yeah. And a police officer named Brad. Uh, Brad apparently is a skeptic, and Drew takes every opportunity that he can to talk shit to him. He does. They they make a fool of the skeptics in this movie. On I feel like that might have been in Lorraine's contract. She's like, I'll be a consultant, but but you better make him look like a hear this. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's a song playing as they're setting up. It's a really cool song. Yes, it is. I, like I even it. have that in my notes. Um, it's called "In the Room Where You Sleep" by Dead Man's Bones, and. The interesting thing about that is it sounds like it's a song of the time period. Yeah, it does. But it was actually released in 2009, and one half of Dead Man's Bones is Ryan Gosling. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) You could have said almost any other name, but it would would have been less shocking. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) The fuck? Good song. It, it fits, is a, and the no, lyrics fit the. It's it's yeah. really like, great. Perfectly. It's like shockingly good. Like I took notice of it when yeah. it was playing, but that song is playing while they're kind of montaging everything being set up. Outside, Ed notices that Roger has a broken down Chevy, and they start talking. He explains the cameras that they have set up. If there's a drop in temperature, the camera will be triggered to take a photo. Then he tells Roger about the witch hanging herself. Right. Like He's like, look, right. this is what's going on. So inside, Lorraine is telling Carolyn, and she kind of explains it as the child was never a child to her. It was just the greatest way that she could insult God was to kill this child. So they're picking the pictures up, and Lorraine touches Carolyn's hand and the picture, so I don't really know what sets her off. But uh, Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, she's getting glimpses of them the day that they took this photo at the beach. And Lorraine kind of says that that day was kind of a new beginning for the family. She'll never forget it. They were all so happy. It was such a perfect day. And that will be important later. Later on that night, Drew is showing Andrea the UV light. And I don't know if there's like... I think they're supposed to be flirting. A flirtation situation. Yeah, I don't know how old Drew is, but... I th- I don't know either. Andrea's still in school? Yeah, apparently. She's at least, what, 17? I, I don't know. I know she's the oldest. From but... what I read, I think one of the kids was actually born in like the 40s. And so she would have been like my age when all this stuff went down. But they portrayed her as a child. Right. So that might have been her... Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And right. maybe she is of age and they Drew, just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So Drew's not a pervert. No, he's not. <laughs> okay. okay. But when they're testing the UV light, she puts her hand on the table and he waves it over and it's the entire hand. I'm like, her hand is filthy, dude. Maybe you don't want, maybe that's why you don't pursue this. Yeah. Andrew well, he nasty. was like, that's why she was smelling that funk in the <laughs> room. She doesn't if wash. That was you. Go wash your hand. Yeah. <laughs> He shows it to her and he's like, pretty far out, huh? And she goes, yeah, groovy. Mm. Too much. We get, the... I know it's the 70s, but nobody has talked like this for the entire movie. Don't yeah, do two yeah. in one interaction. Bop, bop. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so one, two, punch. Yeah. 
that kind of annoyed me. Yeah, no. I didn't even think about that until right that's now. Fair. But you're right. If they didn't do it through the whole Ever. movie, why are we doing it? Yeah, and these why are all like young girls, and nobody talks like that. Yeah, no, you're right. That is I, true. So they were. Pro- it's getting to the end of. The- and I did read that they shot this movie sequentially, which mm. is weird. I did. Yeah, I did read um, that as well. But they're probably like, it's getting towards the end, and we didn't say any '70s shit. <laughs> oh shit, uh, David Cassidy. <laughs> Groovy uh, man. Uh, David <laughs> um. So they have bells hanging from the doors to alert them if a door opens. And we get this little moment of comic relief when we hear the bells. But it was just the police officer going to the bathroom. So we get a little light moment. He's like, what, I had to go. They always make the skeptic the asshole. Always. They just have to. Always. So Ed is setting up his supplies. He has holy water. He's setting up crosses all around the house, basically, specifically to piss off the demon. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. There's a funny line because Roger's like, you know, because he's asking him about all the materials that he has. And Ed's like, well, you know, we have religious iconography and, you know, all this stuff that's, like you said, going to piss off the demon. Right. And Roger's like, oh, you mean like vampires? And it's fine because, you know, that's his relation to it. Yeah. And then Ed's like, yeah. Except I don't believe in yeah. vampires. Yeah. And it's like, well, fuck you. Hey, dick. The, shit, the stuff you believe in is just as outlandish as vampires. Yeah. To a lot of people, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just said an inhuman spirit has latched onto this family, but you're like, mm, vampires? You're right. fucking Oogie. Mm, vampires. What are you, eight? It's like, you need to chill, dude. So the bells go off again, but it's not the cop this time. The cellar door opens by itself and the Mm -hmm. camera takes a picture, which the use of the cameras and these huge flashes taking pictures are very creepy and like unnerving. Yeah, because you don't see what's causing it to happen. So they go down to the cellar and Ed is trying to communicate with whatever's down there. Lorraine is doubled over and looks sick. And they've changed the aspect ratio because they're filming on one of their cameras now. It's actually pretty cool. I like that effect a lot. Um, they don't get any response really and they end up leaving but as they leave the cellar door slams and the cop looks scared so Drew talks shit to him of course and uh, Brad's like well it was a draft (sighs) and then we see the clock and it's 3.08 which I guess all this happened at 3.07 the next morning they're having a pancake breakfast and it's noisy and happy and um, Carolyn kind of says that she can tell that the girls feel safer with the Warrens there. Mm-hmm. Roger's like, well, why, we should all go out for ice cream. And Carolyn's like, nah, I'm tired. And uh, Lorraine is basically like, well, go ahead, uh, go take a nap and we'll take care of the house. The cop leaves to go to work. So I guess he worked all night. And yeah, now man. Yeah. it's his shift. So I guess Roger takes the girls for ice cream. Cop leaves. Carolyn goes upstairs. Lorraine is doing the laundry in the yard, you know, hanging everything up to dry. And suddenly it gets really windy and the sky's getting dark like it's about to storm. So Lorraine starts taking down the sheets. But one falls and blows into like the outline of a person. Right. But nobody's there. Then it flies up to a second story window and falls back down. Lorraine looks up at that window and there's somebody up there. Mm-hmm. Looking and then walks away. The shot looks really good. Yes. With the sheet. Yes. Except when it falls from the window. You can tell it's CG. Yeah. I, I wasn't did even know looking that. at it. I, I was looking at the I window. I did notice that because I was like, man, this is such a cool part. Yeah. And then when it falls from the window, it's like that. It's like, damn you it. You couldn't have just <laughs> dropped a real it. sheet yeah. from there. They, could they not train a sheet for this shot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
No, but you like, know what I mean? No, just yeah. Have like, it on seriously. The world. You know, even if you just pull the string, fuck it, let yeah. it fall. You do it, it old school. It's, yeah, yeah, it's real. And it's like, oh my God, how'd they get that sheet to really do that? Yeah. It's like, we put it on a fishing string and, and cut we it. Pulled yeah. it right. awesome. Well, it looked great, yeah. but then they. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, I didn't even see that. Because up till then, it's Yeah, awesome. you do notice it. I didn't even see it. Upstairs, Carolyn is asleep. She does not look comfortable. Who naps no, in jeans, yeah. first of all? I've never <laughs> taken a nap like that in my life. Yeah, I'll sleep with shoes on. I don't know. I can't. I cannot. Plus, get under the blankets or get a blanket. Anyway, it just looked very uh, uncomfortable. No, it looked no. weird. That's the least of her problems. Uh, yeah. <laughs> say, yeah. A bruise in the shape of fingers appear on her arm. Mm-hmm. And suddenly she sits up and screams. And the witch... Bathsheba is hovering over her and vomits into her mouth. Yeah, like vomits blood. blood? What kind of ghost is this? That's gross. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. The... Like, is this how they operate? Yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> so Carolyn wakes up and tries to catch her breath. And Lorraine busts into the bedroom, but Carolyn has gone into the bathroom. So Lorraine is freaking out, banging on the bathroom because she saw somebody up there. Right, right. And you can hear Carolyn like gagging and coughing yeah. and retching. And then she just comes out and Lorraine's like, are you okay? She's like, oh yeah, fine. Just felt a little nauseous. I'm fine. It's like, where's your clairvoyance now, Lorraine? Well, she knows. She's looking at her like, maybe not that she just got vomited into by a witch, but. (laughs) Why don't you grab her hand? (laughs) Yeah. Or no, it would have to be a picture picture and her hand. Is it a picture of her looking sick and then holding her? And then that. (laughs) (laughs) I see what happened Mm. here. So Lorraine tries to talk to her and she just dismisses her. She's like, oh, uh, Roger and the kids are back and just leaves. <laughs> yeah. So they are. I will say you couldn't hear Roger and the kids being back yet, but she said that they were. Yeah. Which when you think about the exorcist, as far as proof of exorcism, it's knowledge of unknown things. Ooh. I I did notice that too, yeah. because she says it. And then a couple seconds later in the they shop, pull up. they pull yeah. up. Yeah. They weren't so there I was yet. like, oh, it knows. You yeah. know what well, I mean? The witch is there. Something I noticed is that Ed is out there working on the Chevy and the weather is perfectly fine. Yeah, it was so just. So I don't know if that was all in Lorraine's head to get oh, her to look fair. up there. I really like don't. Like it's guiding her to yeah. like protect. Yeah. I don't really that's know what that was, but the weather's fine so, yeah, now. And it looked happened. like a horrible storm was forming. But like you said, Roger goes over and thanks him. And Ed was basically like, look, we're here because of Lorraine. Right. He says that all these investigations take a toll on her. And then we get a piece of what we've kind of been wondering the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess this happened during the exorcism that we saw in the second speech oh, the presentation yeah. Yeah. that they're giving. Lorraine saw something when she looked at the possessed man and it fucked her up. Yes. When she goes back home, she locked herself in her room for eight days. She didn't come out. She didn't talk. She didn't eat. And he still doesn't know what she saw, which is like. That would suck, though, huh? Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Jump all it would. Well, no, I mean, like. Bummer, man. I'm saying you, you have this. You know what I mean? You can see things or you whatever, try to help people, but then... There's another side to it. Yeah, it's like, well, fuck, I can't even do that because if I do, I might go crazy or I'm gonna, you know... You know, honestly, and that's something I do like about this movie, that you pointed that out. Movies rarely show the toll that it takes on the psychic. It's usually the psychic is is used as a plot device... Yeah, definitely. ...to give the main characters stuff that they have no way of knowing, right? It just moves the movie along. But this one, you're like, no, it 
They're no, people. Isn't good. They're no, people yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know? Maybe The Gift is another movie that kind of oh, delves I into that. Oh, I love The Gift. Uh, oh, I love that movie. But back to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, that night, the cop goes to get coffee. They're set up again trying to get evidence for right. you know, clearance to perform the exorcism. I like those opaque cups that they have. Yes. <laughs> I actually paused the movie to try to find one and didn't worry I couldn't find it. But <laughs> go on. So... Uh, He's kind of looking around and investigating and we hear someone whisper, look what she made me do. He walks outside and looks and there's nothing. He comes back in and there's a maid standing there and she kind of shows him that her wrists are slashed and then walks off. And he's like, hey, like she's not clearly a fucking ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he goes after her and she's behind him and kind of rushes him. And screams, look what she made me do, and knocks him down. And he's like, Ed! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's had enough already. He's not about this life. No. So they come running for him, and he says that he saw the maid. And behind them, the camera goes off, and it's Cindy. So I guess Roger is concerned, but Ed's like, no, she's not the one setting off the cameras. <laughs> I do. Like his, no, 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 let's see what happens. <laughs> let's it's see where not, she's going with like, this. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, she's moving. It's like, no, somebody's guiding her. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> it's like, well, we don't know if she's safe. Yeah, it's like, shouldn't just we keep stop? Watching. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> let's, let's just see. follow her. Yeah, let's see how this plays yeah. out. So Cindy goes upstairs into the room, Andrea's room, I guess, with the armoire and closes the door and nobody can get in. No. Drew goes to the equipment that, I mean, they kind of have a read on every room with their equipment. And he says that someone is in there with her talking to her. Mm -hmm. And we hear presumably Rory say, follow me. It's safe. This is where I hide. So they finally get in the room and she's gone. Ed uses the UV light to follow her footsteps across the room to the armoire and kind of opens up a false panel in the back. And she's in there, like in the wall, I guess. Mm-hmm. And April's like, oh, yeah, that's where Rory hides. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> where were you? <laughs> Please. Five minutes ago. said something this entire time. Yeah. I thought it was funny, too, earlier when he tells the guy to go get the UV light. Instead of dude going up to what he's like, here, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, mm. he's like, wait a minute. He's he's a skeptic. Yeah. You know more than him, but yeah. here no. you That's go. True. Yeah. He's you like, turn it on with this. Yeah. And, uh, it also, good luck, buddy. He's like, <laughs> it also made me laugh because he sounded like a child when he went in there and goes, I need the UV light. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what any of these words mean. I've like, heard these letters before. You're but clearly just what, repeating something. That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't yeah. you be like, okay, let me I'll go. Take it yeah, to I'll him. take yeah. care no, of it. You're no, you're totally no. right. Here, Here you go. go. <laughs> go in the haunted room. Godspeed. I don't go want to go God. for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, of course, Lorraine goes inside the wall. And there are toys set up, but there's a spot on the shelf missing. And in the dust, it's the exact same shape as the music box. Right. right. So, Lorraine puts it back. And then she pulls a rope until she gets to the end of it and it's a noose suddenly (laughs) she falls through the floor and i guess is falling in the wall from the second floor to the first floor down into the cellar she fucking santa claus is through (laughs) 
<laughs> the entire house. It looks like she goes down pretty far and for, for a it long just time. being yeah, for just being a two-story a really house. <laughs> and it's not hurt. She's fine. Yeah, no. It's like Carolyn from earlier whacking her head on the thing. Uh, is everybody invincible in this movie? <laughs> right. My my oldest brother fell through the ceiling one time in a one-story house. Uh-huh. And that was fast. <laughs> I don't know how that lady was like, like no, in there like, for a Whoa. while. Yeah, she's it's Tom like, Petty free falling for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a wild ride. <laughs> so she's down in the cellar, and she hears a woman crying. And I guess the music box fell too, because she wasn't holding it. But she it had put it back break. on the shelf, and yeah, it doesn't that break. Yeah, but it didn't, about it that. didn't break. That's true. <laughs> It's totally fine. The, yeah. the uh, mirror on it's not even cracked. No. So she hears a woman crying and she picks up the music box and uses it. And in the reflection of the mirror, she sees a woman cradling a child saying, she made me do it. And she's crying. So we get a shot. It's one of my favorite shots in the whole movie where we see Lorraine looking through the mirror at the woman behind her holding the child and then the woman slowly turns her head to look at Lorraine and the makeup that's run down from her crying makes it look like she has these huge black holes for eyes. No, that's yeah, that's great. And it's just the, how slowly she turns and she's completely out of focus. So it just looks like two holes in her face. Like it is a very no, creepy no, shot. Great. And then we get a jump scare. Lorraine looks back. Of course, there's nothing there. And uh-huh. she looks back at the mirror, lowers the mirror and then the woman's there. She made me do it. And, yeah. you know, there's a scare. lot of overlap in tone and execution of scares. Very similar to the Insidious series in yeah. this film. Not saying that because James Wan is not a one trick pony. No. But what I am saying is that you can tell that he found his style. Style. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Well, for him. It yeah. Just, it no, works. Yeah. So we see Bathsheba hanging and Lorraine is like, I'm done. <laughs> So she takes off. She makes it out of the cellar, but when the witch pulls her back and yanks her locket off. Right. So Lorraine makes it out, but the locket like doesn't. How Father Karras lost his St. Christopher medallion in The Exorcist. Holy shit. I did not catch oh, that one. Oh, that's right. You're totally right. I just caught it just now when you were saying You're it. totally right. So Lorraine makes it out and she deduces that the witch possesses the mother to kill the child. And that this is where Carolyn's bruises are coming from. It's feeding off of her. So all of a sudden, the crosses all start falling that Ed has set up all over the house. And Nancy is lifted up by her hair. Uh huh. She's thrown and dragged across the room until Lorraine cuts her hair, the part that's being held. Which I guess is a solution. I mean, I don't know what I would have thought to do, but I feel bad for that kid. Yeah, that sucks. It's like, great, I guess I got bangs now. I didn't fucking... (laughs) So Ed's like, we get all that? Like, Uh, Yeah, it's a little Ed Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is their proof. That's more than enough proof to take to Father Gordon. So the next morning, they're about to leave, and Lorraine goes to, I guess, a dock that's on the property and has a vision of Judy floating in the water, their daughter. So she freaks out. She calls home and Judy is fine. So she takes this as a warning. The parent family leaves the house and goes to a hotel. But in the shot that we see of them all getting out of the car to go to the hotel, Carolyn stays in the car and is just kind of sitting there. Yeah. I don't want to leave. I'm saying, yeah. 
She's like a petulant child. Yes. <laughs> My problem with that is Lorraine just told you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you go. Yeah. And it's attached to Carolyn. Yeah. So let's take Carolyn somewhere with us. So would you be like, you broke... no wife, you stay here. Well, I'd be like, look, I don't know what I would do. As as Carolyn, I mean, unless I guess she's too far gone at this point, but I would be like, get the kids away from me. Exactly. Like the wolf man. Like, go yeah, get well, away. Get away. I'm changing. I, I can say from a husband, right. father perspective, right. I wouldn't want to leave you alone. Even if even if yeah, my, my concern is not all, also the kids, but it's you as well. Yeah, You're but, still my wife. You're still, I can't. What if these people are like, she's uh, probably possessed by something that well, wants to I'm kill your kids. I'm not saying I, yeah, I prob- the smart thing would probably be to separate you guys. Or, but I mean, I'm, I'm honestly not going to leave you anywhere. I'm not going to put you in harm's danger. Yeah, you might have a ghost riding on your back but <laughs> you know what i mean you still you're not just gonna leave your spouse there well you jp's just... a ride or die no uh, yeah, clearly <laughs> i i would leave you <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding and I, the children too yeah i legitimately i would ask if i if i were carolyn but then again she's under the influence no i would well, ask that, to see, be left see that's like what, you said yeah but yeah what well. do i know man i haven't been possessed yet <laughs> yet <laughs> yet um, Ed and Lorraine show Father Gordon their proof, and at first he's like, "Well, I mean, they aren't even Catholic, and their kids aren't baptized." A little messed <laughs> like, up. God damn. That's true. That's crazy. From what I read, that's no, what happened. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Like, mm, you're on your I own. believe it. It's but, rough. But yeah, this is very it. brief. The Warrens are like, "Dude," Come on. <laughs> and uh, finally he's like, "All right, I'll push it through." <laughs> well, it's it's the quickest. They're yeah. the best negotiators yes. ever. We're not going to do it. Come on. Father. All right. In fact, we'll speed up the process. <laughs> so back at the war- at the Warren's house, it is storming outside and Judy's asleep. The locket that she has that matches Lorraine's is swinging in a circle. And we see at the parents' house in the cellar where Lorraine's locket is, it's doing the same thing. Yeah. So I don't know if this is supposed to... I have... I'm going to be honest, a lot of questions about this scene in particular, but I don't know if this is supposed to symbolize some kind of connection that's happening because of the lockets. I I don't know. I suppose. Maybe the locket's a conduit. Sure. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So something pulls her leg and it wakes her up, kind of like with uh, Christine back at the parent house. She goes looking for her parents and they're not there because her parents are never there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The door to the goodie room is open. And we see that Annabelle is missing. She's not in her little glass case. Right. Which, how and why? I'm with you on that because I I did. I was like, is there some kind of collab going on here? The, yeah. the witch is like, look. <laughs> I'm going to tag you <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. I know you're stuck. <laughs> I will come and let you out. Mm-hmm. But we got a tag team on the family. It it's like, I don't like these guys either. Yeah, right. <laughs> They locked you up, girl. I got got beef, too. Yeah. Um, It doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. I'm just going to say flat out, this doesn't work for me. Not at all. Um, The Annabelle stuff seems tacked on, unnecessary. It seems disconnected from the rest of the film. That's my issue. It honestly, for me, and I hate to say it, it feels like they're setting up for more. Annabelle. Yes. To me, it almost feels like they didn't know that they were going to do the Annabelle movie yet. So they're trying to get as much fucking screen time with Annabelle as they can. 
That's what it feels. I don't, it does, I agree with you. It feels, inc- to me, incredibly disjointed. Like, it it doesn't fit. It doesn't go with the lore that, we're, that we've been told Not so far. No, um, nice. Ed... <laughs> Dude, you're so right, because it said straight up, look, if you leave Annabelle locked in this glass box, nothing can happen. But then Judy wakes up and Annabelle's just out the box. And that room is so secure. And the room is busted open. It's blessed every month. This is the safest thing to do. This is keeping guns off the street. But all of a sudden, all of that for this one scene is thrown out the window. Well, if she's using the locket, the witch, I'm saying... Uh-huh. To kind of, I guess, as a portal or whatever to kind of, I mean, but wouldn't. But it's a blessed room. I know, but if she's, I mean, I just, I it was confusing to me. I'm not trying to, like, make up for it. But I mean, because I just was trying to make sense of it because I yeah. was confused it, as I well. mean, I think if you are I, really it, just sitting there and looking at the movie, you're like, oh, shit, more. Oh my God, Annabelle too. No, 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 and the the first time I watched it, that was no, yeah, yeah. But But if you really think about it, it makes no sense. All I, I think what confused me more was like if she's just a witch, but Annabelle's a demon. Wouldn't Annabelle be able to control? But she's a demon now. Bathsheba is a demon now. But who's the stronger demon? Uh, Is there like a rap battle or they're going to fight it out? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Mm, Can I just use your body? Because if I let you out, you might fuck me out. (laughs) It's like, just let me out. Let's work together. (laughs) Come on, Beth. Yeah, 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 right. We cool like that. We're both demons. We're, you know, know demons got to look out for each other. (laughs) I'm going to make them think that you're out. Because if I let you out, you look a little. Yeah. I heard about you up on the eighth floor. We're not. Yeah. I just needed to bring that up because... But no, I, I was confused too. I don't... I, I didn't understand what was happening. I don't no, care I, for this part. I agree. All that being said, Judy's looking for her parents. Everything goes dark and we hear growling. Judy goes into a room and closes the door behind her. But behind her in the room, someone is in a rocking chair playing with Annabelle's hair. No, it... Now, it, it, this is Bathsheba. Right. That's why I tried to make sense of it because I was right. like, okay, so it's obviously Bathsheba holding Annabelle. Right. What do you guys have? You know, what is it? What like, common what, yeah, what's goal going are you on? working yeah, for? What's happening here? It's it just. And if you let her out, why didn't you let any of the other spirits a, out there? Excellent question. That is a great question. Because excellent question. even as, as powerful as Annabelle is, which we've seen at the beginning of the movie, that room mm-hmm. is full. Is, of yeah, shit. is full of stuff. Why wouldn't you be like, come everybody, come out? You know yeah, what I mean? And, it, and, and it's very convenient that the only thing we've been introduced to. Is, is the, the one that you let yeah. out. That's, and, um, that's a very good point. I mean, it is a really creepy visual watching her play with her hair and then Annabelle turns and looks at Judy. Right. It looks creepy. Again, if you're not thinking any deeper than the surface of what you're seeing, it's creepy. Right. I got it. Remember, Rory used the hide and clap because it was familiar to the family. Right. What's familiar to the little girl? What she was looking at when she walked out of the room, when she went in there and, and the dad said, hey, you know you're not supposed to be in here. What did the little girl look at when she, she walked was away? at Annabelle. At Annabelle. Yeah, but... So no, what is still... the little girl afraid of? What was familiar to her? That's honestly, that's Annabelle. a good point. That's a good and, point. But not in a good way. No. No, but, but the... They used the was... clap game because the family liked it. But the mom didn't like playing it with the kid. 
I with don't Rory. know. I mean that do, I, I mean, that does make it, sense, but logistically, but I'm it sure that like I'm sure she can't go on there and be like. Hey, little girl, you want to play hide and clap? What the fuck are you talking about? Wrong family. Do you know what I mean? So You mean hide and seek? Yeah. yeah. So what, I know that. What better way than to, I know what you're afraid of. I know what you want. I know what you're interested in, this doll. What better way to scare you with something that you are familiar with? Or like you said, they said if it's long as she's locked up, she can't hurt nobody. Well, what are you going to be scared of? Her out of the case. But why is she trying to scare her? Because that's because their... that's what the movie wants. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she show she tried to warn her, I guess, by showing her the daughter in the water earlier. Yeah, maybe, she did. You know, maybe it was like, hey, I'll reach and, out and touch you wherever you're at. And it's raining. It's raining whenever the Warrens get home, so that could be the daughter in the water. All right. I feel like you guys thought about this more than the producers <laughs> did or the writer did. But well, I mean, still doesn't answer how it got out. Well, no. Yeah. no. Or, but, but I get what you're saying. Right. But then later on when they get home and he goes and checks, the doll's not out. Yeah. So, so again, using a visual, something mm-hmm. that she's familiar with. But, it, okay, hang on, because I have something to say about that, too. The doll turns and looks at Judy. Judy screams for her mom. They're still in the car coming up to the house, but Lorraine is like, something's wrong. Right. Finally, her fucking grandma wakes up, which, like... You can't yeah, watch my kid anymore. You, yeah. Like, what are you right, doing? Mom, yeah. you gotta move out. <laughs> um, so they come in. Ed breaks down the door. As the rocking chair turns around and starts advancing on Judy, he scoops her up and takes her out of the way as it hits the wall. Now, we do see that Annabelle is back in the case at this point. Or Ed goes and checks. She's back in the case. Hear me out. I would be willing to accept that this was some kind of glamour or some kind of visual something purely used to scare Judy. If not for the fact that we, the audience were taken into that room and shown that she wasn't there. Judy is not the one that sees her. We are shown that she's not in that case. So no, I don't, I don't accept that. I think we're supposed to swallow. uh, Hold on. Oh my God. No, we're seeing it from Judy. Judy doesn't go in there. We are shown the empty case, and then we go back to Judy. She doesn't oh, see that. No. She only okay. sees Annabelle. Okay, I see. Okay, I so see either they're lying to us as well as Judy, which I don't like, <laughs> or we're supposed to swallow that all of this happened. Annabelle was taken out. Bathsheba used her to scare Judy, and then put her back, closed the case, and booked out. Yeah, either they, way, it yeah, doesn't work no, for me. Yeah, okay, I didn't. I didn't think about it that I, way. And but. you. I would completely agree with you, if not for that one shot of the empty case. But that is the one scene in the movie that if they had cut it out completely. I'd be fine with it. I feel like it would elevate the movie a little bit. But anyway, Roger pulls up to the hotel back in Rhode Island. So he left the girls alone with Carolyn. (laughs) I don't know why he would ever do that. Which... After everything that he's done. Makes, yeah. makes no sense. And again, he's been a very thankful and very receptive guy up to this point. So it's not like he'd be like, oh, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm going to go get some chips or something. Like, it doesn't make any sense to his character. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. But he pulls up and some of the girls run outside and they're like, mom took April and Christine back to the house. First of all, why just them? Yeah. Second of all, why weren't April and Christine like? Why aren't we bringing everybody? Why? Why just us? Why? You know, there's a lot of questions here. It would almost make more here. sense no, yeah. for her just to take 
April. Yeah, because April's the one that's been speaking with Rory. Exactly. And then one of the girls is like, she smelled like rotten meat. And we're like, we get it. Dude, yeah. No, because when Roger calls Ed, yeah. he goes, and well, and the girls said that she smelled like rotten meat. He's just, just like relaying the messages like, again, like you said, yeah. we, we totally understand the demon is one. Yes. But yeah, Roger does call Ed and Ed's like, you need to get to the house and I'll meet you there. And Lorraine's like, I'm coming too. After this just happened with their daughter. Yeah. yeah. And Nana Judy's clearly, like, can you stay home no. for five seconds? <laughs> Nana clearly can't be trusted to watch her. My but... life just got turned upside down. <laughs> yeah. Please. Ed starts in with the, no, I, I don't want to lose you. And she's like, God said. Yeah, but God said we have to do this. Let's finish this together, basically. So they get a police escort from Brad to the house with sirens blaring and everything. And when they get there, he shoots the front door open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. dude. The kids could be right on the other side. They haven't seen anything. Yeah, no, I I wrote that down. Was like, was that necessary? <laughs> no, there's two or three of you guys out there. You yeah. have to fuck it. And there's, <laughs> and there's got to be more than one entrance into the house. Try it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Good lord. Um, but I guess it's good that they got in quick because Carolyn right. is in the cellar about to stab Christine. Oh yeah. They stop her and try to carry her outside to take her to the priest. And she starts screaming and I guess bruises start forming all over her. Something. And Lorraine is like, oh, the witch won't let her leave. It's like You didn't say that she was, was a rule. Just, she, but she was right. just at the hotel. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> Yeah. So and, and nobody okay. else said anything. Nobody noticed her skin. No, nobody. No, they was, were still trying to take yeah, her. Yeah, you're <laughs> holding her. You don't notice any of this. I was shit? so confused by that because when that's happening, and like you said, her skin is getting oh, messed yeah. up. Lorraine says that, and Roger goes, "What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? She's rotting right in front of you." I I was like, "Do you you don't see you don't, your okay? Yeah, just me. Like, all right." Uh, so Carolyn is thrown backwards back into the house and dragged into the cellar. They put Christine in the car by herself and Drew goes to look for April. Downstairs in the cellar, Carolyn is choking Ed and Brad goes to help him and Carolyn takes a bite out of crime. Yeah. Like. And then there's a shot that they really accentuate the blood squirting out of his neck. <laughs> They're like, she bit him. Yeah. It happened. That happened. Yeah. So Lorraine throws a pillowcase over her head and pulls her off of Ed, which, like, that's all it took. Yeah. Um, they handcuff her to a chair. And they're like, the priest is too far away. So <laughs> Ed's like, I'll deliver this baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ed's which, gonna have to <laughs> perform again, the exorcism. Yeah. Can't bless a can't bless a room, not even a full house. Yeah, can't bless a room. Yeah. But you, here you are. And Roger's like, Well, wait a second. And Lorraine's like, No, he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ed's like, I got to do the exorcism, but you need to leave. So this is like the fourth time they've had the same fight in this movie mm -hmm. where she's like, I'm not going anywhere. God brought us together for a reason. And he's like, damn it. All, All right. right. That's my, that line is my one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Carolyn has a really violent reaction when Ed throws holy water on her. She screams when it hits her. And then Ed drops the whole thing. Yeah. Holy water. <laughs> Yeah, there the only thing weapon. that seemed to work, yeah. aside from a... He's like, no, we just use another pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> that worked that great. That worked really good. Outside, birds start flying into the car that Christine is in. Then they start flying into the windows of the house and finally into the 
windows of the cellar. While all this is going on, Lorraine is trying to pep talk Carolyn to keep fighting. And Roger's like, Ed, like, you're killing her. Stop. And Lorraine's like, he can't. Yeah. <laughs> all these new rules. Oh, once he starts, he can. He's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. So fucking check that tone, Roger. Continue, Ed. So, ch- <laughs> <laughs> so jot that down. Yeah. Um, Carolyn vomits blood onto the pillowcase. That shot is great. It's really great. That shot is great. And I do want to say exorcisms. When you think of an exorcism in a movie, okay, someone's tied to a bed, freaking out, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Somebody's tied to a chair and their face isn't even shown. Yeah. Interesting. Very. Well, the pillowcase rips at this point and we see the witch's face. Just the side. Yes. Just the eye. But when we look back, it's Carolyn's face again. So this entire time, Drew has been upstairs looking for April. He finally finds her under the floorboards in the kitchen and screams out, I found her. She's under the floorboards in the kitchen. And Carolyn's like, bet. Yeah. <laughs> Good looking out, Drew. Thanks a bunch. Oh, I should have said before this, the her chair floats up. Oh, yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal because now she's free. Her chair floats up and Ed's like, put her down. Bet. Yeah, again, <laughs> not the greatest use of words. She falls, the chair breaks, and she's just loose now. So uh, there's nothing holding her back when Drew spills the tea about, which, why did he do that? I don't know. Do you think you would get her to safety and then be like, I got her? Yes, you would think. Hey, come murder this child. She's right here. Quickly, before we leave the cellar, there is a shot as she's still tied to the chair with the light swinging and the shadows. It looks incredible. Yeah. Great, great filmmaking. There's some incredible visuals in this movie. Yes, but continue. Um. So Carolyn is after April, now that she knows where she is. And it's under the house. It's cramped. Everyone tries to stop her. Lorraine goes upstairs and can see down at her from the hole in the wall that Drew, the hole in the floor that Drew has made. Roger and Ed are down there with her trying to stop her. They're all calling her name and trying to get her to stop. Nothing. But Ed calls her Bathsheba and she's like, Yes. And, she looks and at him. Her face is Bathsheba. Yes. Well, there's a really great shot there. She's looking down at April and she looks like Carolyn. And then Ed says her name and she turns to him and it's the witch's face. And it, it's, it's pretty good. Really good. This is when he condemns her to hell, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. And demons don't like to hear that. They don't like that. <laughs> Not a big fan. Upstairs, Lorraine grabs her head and explains that April is her daughter. She's like, Carolyn, you're still in there. They're both screaming at her. And Ed is like, Roger, get her to fight. And Roger's like, uh, fight. Like, he's not as intense as the other two. But no, Lily Taylor, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson really shine in this scene. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, Lorraine reminds her of that day at the beach that she said she would never forget the day that she had gotten flashes of when she touched her slash the picture. (laughs) Yeah. And that gets through. She looks at April and then I guess vomits out the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how it got in. It goes out the way it came in. Yeah. I do. uh, 
His encouragement, you can do it. No, babe. it was weak. Please, I was like, what? I didn't believe him. No, I, I would have let the demon win if I, I was like, well, that, shit. That's probably nothing. His thing. Just right. kill, kill, my, kill my wife. You can do it. Please just die. Just, just die. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get a rumpus room. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the next morning, they all, the whole family comes outside, and Roger literally says that it's over. Carolyn apologizes to April, which. I can never trust you again. No. Like, yeah. how do we get over that? That's worse than in Hereditary. Oh, yeah. yeah no. Drew continues talking shit to Brad, which I don't understand what this animosity is. Yeah, I don't know either. What was he like? Was that a draft? Yeah. No. Did a draft do that? Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and they're friends. It's <laughs> like, he spent the whole movie roasting him. Yeah. April returns Lorraine's locket that was down in the cellar. So back at the Warrens' home, ending the movie, Ed adds the music box to the goodie room. <laughs> Lorraine comes in and says that she just got word that the exorcism was approved. So Perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. Bureaucracy, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that they have another case in Long Island. This is a reference to the Amityville horror, basically. Right. It ends with a quote on the screen from Ed Warren saying basically that everything is real. God, the devil, demons, everything's real. And basically, you have to choose <laughs> the path that you want to walk. Right. The camera pans over and the music box is spinning. And as an audience, we're looking into the spinning mirror. And the movie ends. Very much respect. No jump scare. Yeah. Yes. I was waiting no, on yeah. a jump scare. I'm so scare. glad there wasn't. No, yeah. Thank you, James Wan. Yes. Um. And I, then we see real photos of the parents and the Warrens. I yeah. loved this over the end Yeah, credits. I thought that was really I cool. I loved it. So uh, yeah. what did you guys think of the conjuring? Loved it. I like I said, there's there in and of course there's a lot of inconsistencies or whatever. Right. But I feel like the movie did so many things right, I I can overlook all the little shit. It made now all these other movies. Yeah. And a you majority of respect. them are good. Yeah. A majority mm-hmm. of them are good. And I mean, I just, I, like I said, I can overlook the bad and it's like, I can. And the bad, and the thing is you have to be nitpicky for the bad with the exception of that one scene, because I feel like that was a big mistake. Anything else you have to really be like, oh man, I wish they would have done this. Like, and even as I'm saying it, I know it's stupid shit, but that's how good this movie is that you have. If you have to say anything bad, you have to nitpick at stupid shit. I made mention of a sheet. You did. As a negative thing, which just <laughs> demonstrates did. that this film is really good. You know? I was like, I like the flashback, but they did it too fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, not. <laughs> like, she's picky. Right, yeah. But that, I mean, that goes to show how good the movie is, with the exception of that one scene that I still don't like. I don't like that scene either. It's, it's a fucking great movie. And like you said, it did really give birth. Yeah. To, to so a much. whole new era of horror films. For better or worse. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of imitators. Yeah. But I mean, the good movies that we got are worth it. Yes. And as long, in my view, when James Wan is at the helm, you're going to get a good film. Agreed. Period. No, oh, yeah. With all that taken into account, I still feel like respect needs to be paid to The Conjuring for what it is and what it's done. So having said that, on a scale from one to ten claps, I give The Conjuring eight out of ten claps. I now open up the floor. I know why I married you. <laughs> I also give it eight out of ten claps. 
But I, and to me, again, this was another movie where every time I watch it, it's still good. It is. Right. Even if it's next week, next month, next year, it's still a good movie. Mm -hmm. And the kids love them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, there's not a part where I got to, oh, close your eyes or whatever. They're able to watch the whole thing and. Get the shit Yeah. (laughs) And then it's it's scary and it's good. So eight of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. I hate to be the combo breaker. <laughs> and I do love... I, I really enjoy this movie. Yeah. It's not my favorite James Wan film. Right. I think, like you said, respect has to be paid to it. Mm-hmm. And when I give this score, it's not a bad score. Yeah. It's just there are a few things that I would change. There's some inconsistencies and a couple of things that kind of bring it down a little bit for me. Right. Okay. Um, but again, The Conjuring is great. Depending on what day you ask me, I actually think The Conjuring 2 is better. Hmm. But I give The Conjuring 7 out of 10 claps. Respectable score. Fair. That's not yeah. a bad no. score. No, that's still a good means. movie. Because it's a it's a great movie. And like we said, we had to nitpick a lot in order yeah. to find things that we didn't like. Yeah. But the things that we do like are readily available on the surface. Great movie. Definitely. And I also read that this was the first movie that James Wan didn't put the saw puppet in. I did read that as well. And also, this was the first film that James Wan had no involvement of Lee Winnell, who I love. Yes. I love Lee Winnell. No, he's a treasure. Yes, he is. For sure. Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate The Conjuring and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at The Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. And remember, always check the history of a home before you move in. Until next time. (laughs) 